Hey, my friend, welcome along to the Nutrition Nuggets podcast, helping you get clarity on nutrition. I'm your host, Dale Pinnock, Sunday Times bestselling author, nutritionist, and creator of the Culinary Medicine College. Every episode here in the podcast, we dig deep on the subject of nutrition to give you clarity, to give you answers, and to expand your knowledge. How much do you understand about cholesterol? If you've recently had a, a blood test at the doctor, or the doctor said, oh, your cholesterol's high, what does that mean? If he said you've got too much of the bad and not enough of the good, what does that even mean? How much of this picture is actually worrying and how much of it is not even an issue? What I want to do in this short video is to give you a better understanding of what cholesterol is, what some of this terminology means, when it's time to worry, what you can do to change the situation and all of that kind of stuff. So the first thing to say is total cholesterol is useless for making any kind of clinical decision. If you have a blood test and it says that your cholesterol is seven, that would be considered high. But that doesn't tell you anything. As a clinician myself, that would tell me absolutely nothing. I would be not be able to make any kind of clinical decision based on that informa information. So, okay, what are the ratios between HDL and LDL? If your cholesterol is high and it just so happens that HDL is higher and LDL is lower, happy days, you're healthy, fantastic, not an issue. If it's a case where your LDL is higher and your HDL is lower, that could be problematic. Not always, and we'll get onto that a little bit later. But I just want you to know that that total number is meaningless. So whenever you're given that information, ask your doctor for more detail. The first thing that you need to know is this. What's the ratio between HDL and LDL? And more importantly, what do these two things mean? HDL is often called good cholesterol, and LDL is often called bad cholesterol. There's no such thing. Cholesterol is one single substance. When we talk about HDL and LDL, what we're talking about is actually the transportation system, the lipoprotein. HDL stands for high-density lipoprotein. LDL stands for low-density lipoprotein. And they do slightly different jobs. The way that I like to explain it, I like to use the analogy of two bus routes, okay? There's one bus route that takes people from the city centre out into the surrounding villages. And there's another bus route that picks people up from the villages and takes them to the city centre. In this case, the city centre will be our liver. The bus route that takes cholesterol from the liver out into the peripheral tissues of the body, that's LDL. So LDL takes cholesterol from the liver and distributes it throughout the body. The theory being, if that's high, you stand more chance of cholesterol being deposited within blood vessels. You've got more chance of it actually being somewhere long enough where it can cause a problem. And then the other the other one, the bus route that picks people up from the, the villages and brings them back to the city centre, that's HDL. HDL collects cholesterol from the peripheries, brings it back to the liver for breakdown and recycling. So the theory is if your HDL is higher and your LDL is lower, you're in a healthier position. Remember, 
Cholesterol is a vital substance. All of your steroidal hormones like estrogen, testosterone are made from cholesterol. Vitamin D, when synthesized in the body, is made from cholesterol. We need it. It's vital. We don't want to push it down so far that we haven't got enough to actually do the things that we want it to do. But understanding the ratio between HDL can be part of the picture when it comes to understanding your risk of cardiovascular disease. But I want to take that step further. So that's the first thing. We know what HDL and LDL actually means now. The second thing to realize is that particle size makes the difference. Let's use LDL as the main focal point here. So with LDL, LDL exists in lots of different forms. Lots of different shapes and sizes. On one end of the spectrum, you've got LDL that is what we call large fluffy. This is like clouds. It's like big globules of LDL that will just kind of move through the circulation and not cause any kind of issue. That can exist perfectly happily. There's no problem. There's no issue. On the other end of the spectrum, you've got what's called small, dense LDL. These are tiny, tiny little concentrated LDL particles that are almost like little bullets. In the right metabolic environment, these tiny little particles can become embedded in the blood vessel wall, as I say, in the right environment. And when that happens, they actually form fatty streaks within the wall of the blood vessel, which then goes on to become an atheroma or an atherosclerotic lesion, atherosclerosis, which is essentially cardiovascular disease. When that when that atheroma ruptures, if it ruptures, that's when you get a bleed, that's when you get a clot, that's when you can get a heart attack and a stroke. It causes weaknesses in the blood vessel walls, so you can potentially get like um, aneurysms and things like that. It increases risk of cardiovascular events. So those two different types of LDL are completely different when it comes to the actual risk to cardiovascular health. You'll be pleased to know that there's things that you can do that can actually improve the type of LDL that is present in your body. So if your HDL is already high, that's great. If your LDL is a little high, the first thing that you need to do is ask your doctor for a comprehensive lipid panel. A comprehensive lipid panel will give you the breakdown and tell you whether you've got high levels of the small dense LDL particles. If you have got high amounts of the small dense LDL, the quickest way that you can turn that around is to re reduce your intake of refined carbohydrates. So the white bread, white rice, white pasta, or any carbohydrate dense food. That doesn't mean cut out carbs and go keto. That's not what I'm saying. Any of the very concentrated and fast release carbohydrates, the things that cause the insulin spike, that's what you need to get out of your diet. That insulin spike is actually one of the key drivers of the production of small, dense LDL particles. So by cutting those foods out, you can help to change the type of LDL that's actually being formed. The next thing that you can do to really influence this picture is to increase your intake of omega-3 fatty acids. Omega-3 fatty acids from oily fish, mackerel, salmon, herrings, those kind of things, or if you're plant-based, from an algae-based supplement. Omega-3 can help to improve the ratios between HDL and LDL, but also can reduce inflammation in the body. And inflammation, particularly inflammatory damage to the endothelium, which is the lining of our blood vessels, is the, th is the thing that actually drives 
atherosclerosis formation in the first place. So that can improve the environment as well. And then the final thing is the biggest driver of increased LDL cholesterol is raised triglycerides. Going back to what I said about carbohydrates and small dense LDL, likewise for triglycerides, a high carbohydrate diet, particularly high amounts of fast release carbohydrates, will drive the production of triglycerides for the simple reason that they send blood sugar up really, really high. When this happens, our body releases insulin. Insulin tells our cells there's glucose available. The cells will start taking up glucose, but eventually they reach a saturation point. They reach a point when they're actually full and they can't take in any more glucose. At that point, if blood glucose is still high, we'll get a small amount get turned into glycogen, which is a storage form of glucose that's stored within the muscle and the liver. But then any remainder that's still high, still above the safe parameter, will be sent to the liver and turned into triglycerides which will then be stored in our adipose tissue. As soon as our triglyceride levels go up, LDL levels go up. If there's insulin spikes, that LDL will be small dense. So one of the things that you can do to really improve the picture there is to opt for a low glycemic diet too.